This is another Sound of the Season. You're listening to the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on the Watchdog Radio Network. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Well, it is going to be a sunny day today. I haven't looked outside to see if it is at the moment, but it's supposed to be a nice sunny day. Good day today. Great day to go do something outside. If you have not yet gotten your outdoor decorations up, this might be the day to do it. Sunny and a high around 55, close to 60, Tyler Vanjie was telling us, so that's pretty good. Uh, Tonight, down to around 44, not too bad. Then tomorrow, uh, high close to 60 again, but we'll see. Some rain coming in in the afternoon tomorrow, and then showers continuing into the nighttime hours. And on Sunday, going to be heavy, heavy rain, uh, maybe a thunderstorm as well, um, 100% chance of precipitation. So that's not the day to put your outdoor decorations up. Today's the day to get uh, to get that done. 48 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 44 at the Highlands, 40 in Elm Grove. And uh, the th- th- thermometer working yet? I think it's working, Howard. We're up to 46. All right, there we go. 46 degrees. It finally thawed out. It did because it's so cold in here. <laughs> 46 degrees here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Uh, I'm, the Ohio News Network has been doing a couple of stories about how businesses and law enforcement and so on are having to adapt to the new recreational marijuana law in Ohio. And um, I think Channel 7 had a little breakout story about that as well. I guess I'm a little bit confused, Bob. Why would we simply not expand, if you're a business, for example, why wouldn't you just expand whatever your policy about alcohol is to marijuana? It's legal now. I mean, businesses have policies about people coming to work drunk. You can't have a policy about drinking because people can drink, but you you can't come to work drunk. Uh, ONN was doing a story there about, uh, they said as an example, Amazon may be concerned about their drivers being stoned. Well, why would they be more concerned about that than their drivers being drunk? Well, they're, they're total hypocrites, Howard, because I worked for a company for years and we had a whole fleet of drivers. They didn't have a problem with those guys rolling in from the bar and sleeping in their truck and being being legally drunk that next morning when they went out and around. But they were so afraid that somebody from the weekend might come in there and uh, still have the lingering effects of marijuana. It's just, I guess it was how you're raised. Maybe religion would come into it. Maybe morality. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, booze is okay. But for God's sakes, don't don't smoke any smoke I any just don't understand it. Again, ONN was, has done a couple of stories the last week or two, uh, last day or two, about how, you know, businesses are going to have to adapt their policies now to – recreational marijuana and why do you not take whatever your policy is about alcohol and and then recreational marijuana wraps right into it well and the other thing is the medical any kind of marijuana in your system lingers it'll be in there i think they say 30 days 28 days something like that so i don't know if you're still technically under the effect but it'll be in your blood where the alcohol or even cocaine or other drugs will go out you go out pretty quickly yeah that's that that actually is is a is a point to be made and from a law enforcement point of view 
I would assume, I mean, even now, McCabe is here. What do they call it in Ohio? They call it DW driving while in time. No, it's not DUI. No, anyways, but it, it's designed to, to make it clear that it's not just alcohol. It's right. Any it's, substance. It's a substance. Yeah. So I don't know why, you know, oh, law enforcement officers now adapt themselves. Why don't you, wouldn't you just say the same things that we say about alcohol? Which should be. We yeah. will now, now that marijuana is legal, yeah. we and will say the same thing. And some will, some won't. And, and the other thing that makes law enforcement hard for this is the old days, Cheech and Chong, the, the smell gave you away. You know, it didn't take a genius to figure out, hey, look, somebody's smoking weed in that car. But now with the vapes and the gummies and everything, it takes you a little while to figure out what's going on. Our friend Alan, uh, the world traveler Alan, uh, talks about this. Howard, despite being in college in the early 70s, I have never used marijuana ever. <laughs> right, Alan. Uh, <laughs> but all my college... You just didn't inhale. But all my college acquaintances did. As a decade-long runner, I've smelled it emanating from vehicles passing me. I've smelled the aroma in cities I walk regularly for years. Um, I mean, I guess that, that I don't know what difference it makes, but it is the smell of, of marijuana is more detectable than the smell of, of alcohol. And but both more, are detectable. And even more so now because, uh, as uh, Megan uh, told us, starting today, right now, you can smoke it in Ohio. You can have it in your pocket in Ohio, right. and, and they can't arrest you. So you're going to be smelling it uh, a lot more. Okay, what are they going to do about what, like? So you're in Ohio. Bob and I go to, what was go to Zontini's and get our, uh, mm-hmm. uh, get our lunch and have a little... little Smoke while we're there, put it back in our pocket, and bring it over here. Are we in trouble? Sure, if you okay. get caught for certain, yeah. Okay, so I mean, cross that bridge, baby. You know, yeah, no, I mean, that, that, is, something, that yeah. is something in an area like this. You have yeah, to if think you about. recall when you know back when Colorado legalized, there was you know, I think it was Nebraska and and um, I can't remember another state. You know, we're really concerned about the you know, what they looked at as trafficking that would be coming in. Um, I think in turn, you know, I think most people realize that hey, if you know. I'd rather get a, a fine for littering and tossing it out the window on 470 right before I hit the bridge. Um, you know, I, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, particularly in, in our region where, again, if you want to go, you know, you could walk yeah, theoretically I mean, to, I, into Ohio. In this area, it would, yeah. it's going to be interesting because, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, Bob was joking, right? You were joking. Yeah, nah, okay. Joking. I was jo- just joking. Joking earlier that, you know. Maybe might, John will come with us. We could go to get some Zonini's pizza and yeah. while we're waiting, a little. Yeah, uh, I mean. But, but, you, but you can do it there, but you couldn't do it at DiCarlo's over here. And then, and then what happens, you know, I would have to assume, particularly in these first few months, how many small departments are just going to arrest people because, you know, yeah. and then they'll, you know, they'll deal with it later. But, you know, if you catch somebody uh sitting out on their front porch smoking you're gonna you're gonna haul them in and and you know and then of course it'll get dismissed but it's gonna it's gonna be a big change particularly again small areas like ours i mean you go into cleveland and columbus they probably weren't enforcing it much anyway um, at the marijuana level yeah there's there will be cultural issues Mm -hmm. and by that i mean you may have certain communities where they don't care Mm -hmm. what the law says 
we're gonna, sure. you know, we're gonna we're gonna get you. And Howard, we had a call off the air by uh, Fuzz LaRue, who knows a lot about labor and, and what's going I to happen. You were there. A lot about marijuana. <laughs> no, <I'm> no, <laughs> he does not know anything about marijuana. But you know, it, they're trying to figure out. Okay, it's in your blood system, but is it impairing you? So it's going to take a little while to, to figure out. Well, you know, and and again, that that's such a great one. I heard you earlier talking about you know Sean Fluhart. I mean, you know, really, what is lit labor and uh, many companies, what has been their biggest complaint? We drug test. Right. We find something from a week ago, two weeks ago, whatever. You can't hire that person. Um, you know, now, so if you're now in the labor pool in Ohio or you're, you're uh, you know, a union a shop in Ohio and you're drug testing, you know, how, how do you work that? Because, you know, again, it's now legal in the state. But that doesn't mean obviously businesses can have their own rules and regulations, you know, hospitals, you can't, you know, I mean, and, and can't have people who are high out, you know, working heavy equipment. I guess because I'm not that familiar with it. I hadn't thought about the, this. It stays in your system and is detectable for right. a period of time. You may not, you guys, tell me if I'm wrong. You may not be under the influence. In other words, you may not be impaired but it still may show up in your system in a drug test. Right, where it was real easy with alcohol, they detect that alcohol, and then they could determine if you were still legally right. drunk, where right. it would be harder with marijuana because it's in your system a long, long a longer time. time. So, all right. Oh, that and makes- again, you may not even have smoked it directly. You could have been somewhere where it was, you know, in the air, you know, and you just inhaled it from someone else. So, again, there's that's where this one is always a tricky one yeah. for me because – you know, much of our, you know, again, um, you know, I'm sure there's, uh, you know, think of the uh, the lawsuits that would be lining up the first time a doctor or something happens in a hospital and someone, uh, you know, who administered them is found with some trace of marijuana in their system. Oh, yeah. How about you know. this, John? How about this for a scenario? I could see this happening. My cousin, crazy uh, Andy, gave me this piece of candy and said, hey, you're really going to like this. <laughs> I liked it. He handed me another yeah. one, and then he told me it was full of marijuana. Well, so, well, so brownies you, don't even be candy. You know, you go somewhere cookies, absolutely. Yeah. So that could be in your system. So now what do I do for 30 days? Hide. You say, <laughs> do I have any vacation time? If they stop you, you say, hey, it was my crazy <laughs> brother, crazy Uncle Andy gave me some candy. That's these are you, real. And again, but, you they're, know, but you're right. These are, yeah. these are actual issues. And, and while West Virginia is not, you know, is not part of this, uh, here you go down to Parkersburg, you go to Huntington uh, in areas that are bordering Ohio. These are things we're really going to have to deal with and figure out at some level, particularly like with employers who do do regular drug testing. Yeah, I mean, I again, I actually hadn't thought about it. The Ohio, the West Virginia law enforcement is going to have to figure out exactly how do you handle this. What do you sure. do about it? I mean, I guess the, the short answer is if, if it's not legal here, so it doesn't make any difference. But yeah. somebody brings marijuana across the, the bridge. And, um, but and, again, we, and I'm sure you've talked about it. You know, this doesn't mean in Ohio you can drive around and, no, you and can't smoke at the same time. I no, mean, you, you still can't, can't do you any still of that. Can't be, no, you but, still can't be under the influence. But right. what gets me, guys, is we, we we talk and we hear other people talk about, like, this is the first state in the union to do this. Oh, my God. They're like 24th. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah, what the sure. hell they've been doing in other areas, you well, know? I think that, I think maybe one of the differences here, and, and you know, we'll include West Virginia, more of the Appalachian parts of Ohio and all, again all of West Virginia is we've had a bad drug problem for a long time again you know you know uh, Fuzzleroo calling in is the perfect example of 
Excuse me. Oh, there's fuzz. Stop the presses. Stop the presses. It wasn't fuzz. It's not your dealer, Um, is it? You know, uh, you know, what do we hear from employers, coal mines and, and, you know, labor unions and and the trades is that, you know, we have tons of work, but we just can't find people. People want need drug free workers. So how, you know, so that's where, again, not, not maybe so much in Columbus or Cleveland, but you get into, you know, Jefferson County, Harrison County, Belmont County, Monroe, you know, that's an area that's already struggling with addiction. Um, and, and so now we're adding this on top and legalizing it. And as an employer who, again, if you're you know, running a forklift business, that, that this would be a real concern of how, you know, where, where's my workforce coming from? Where's the labor pool coming from? How, you know, am I going to have to pay three times now for a test that says, yes, we can pinpoint this was three weeks ago that, that someone inhaled something. Uh, these are these are challenging issues. And yeah, again, uh, other states have figured it out. But, um, you know, Ohio in some ways is the first one that has a, a, a real strong mix of rural counties yes. and, and big cities. Yeah. You know, I mean, you yeah, look we got at, the big three and then yeah. we got the, 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 the rest of the hinterland. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know if this panel is uh, expert enough for this question (laughs) from a really, really nice lady off the air. But she's concerned about that contact high, about children. You know, how much would they have to be around? I don't have the answer to that. Well, I think, I mean, I think it's a legitimate concern. Uh, I mean, listen, there are times when I'm pretty sure I've had a good contact high, you know. Sure. Well, you go to a you go to a concert today still. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, you're walking around and you're, you know. And next thing you know, you're thinking, what in the world is going on? You want here? some potato <laughs> chips. <laughs> and uh, so, no, it, uh, there's a lot of things that that I think uh, you know, they're, they're going to have to continue to work through. I, I was, you know, it, it is somewhat encouraging to see, you know, maybe not in how they preface it, but, you know, Governor DeWine and others, you know, kind of tackling like, okay, this is the law now. This is what the people wanted. How do we do this in a way that respects the voters' wishes and yet also, you know, again, just because we say this is legal doesn't mean there aren't rules and regulations as to how it, it you know, you operate something and but how it's Bob handled. makes a good point, which, I mean, we're sitting here as if this is all brand new, Bob. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is half, literally half the country now mm-hmm. already is has recreational marijuana. So it might be interesting at some point uh, as we go through this to talk with national, you know, uh, union uh, leaders on on what other states where it ha- you know Michigan is a good example Michigan has is legalized you know how is that impacted or has it impacted in any way the you know the big three in their operations and how and how they test and how you know uh, again so the and you know we're not I'm, I'm trying not to make too much of this because again it, it it's not like Ohio is the first right um, but it's still you know as we look at it and we look at it here from Puritan West Virginia and we say you know when we can walk to Bridgeport or Martin's Ferry um, you know what is it going to mean here which I think is even you know, not more important but just as important but it, it is important again yeah. because we are in a border area mm-hmm. there are some some concerns that will crop up here that Will not con- crop up in Columbus or right. or up some of the small town in the middle of Newark or wherever because the it's not a border border mm-hmm. we, we you know there are some concerns here. All right, nine twenty four twenty four after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. John McCabe is here Friday roundtable in a minute or two. A couple of things happened in the city of Wheeling that we want to take some time to talk about. We'll do that coming up in just a minute here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, 
arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Baron Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. My name is Mike Campsey. I am a interventional cardiologist and the chief of cardiology at Wheeling Hospital. I think the value of HVI in this region is tremendous. We offer such a wide spectrum of services from prevention to intervention. We're going to get the patient in as quickly as possible. That's the most tremendous benefit to the patients in this region is we, we're here 24-7. We're available to see somebody. With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense, or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant. With Bob Slider behind the board, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer Throws back. had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer game. It's 927, 27 after the hour, 48 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 44 at the Highlands, 40 in Elm Grove, 46 degrees here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Um, hey, I got an idea, Bob. Okay. Let's have an auction. <laughs> Isn't that the way Jim says it? Let's, yeah, have, an let's have an auction. And I know just the one we want to have, Howard. Uh, you still have time. And we've talked about it this week. Again, this is a great opportunity to find that Christmas gift that you can't find anywhere else. I'm thinking more and more about typewriters. And there's a bunch of them here. You can you can have a couple. Everyone in your family could get a, a, a typewriter this this year. And how you check it out? It's real easy. You go to FrioStack.com, and there's a whole listing. There's a car there. There's collectibles. There's sports memorabilia. There's coins. There's something there for everyone. And check it out because again, you have plenty of time. This will start winding down next Monday. 
uh, December 11th. And they start with bid or the lot number one, and they, they close it down. And it, it takes a little while through the day to, to close it down, but you have plenty of opportunity. And if you have a successful bid, no problem at all before Christmas, you'll pick it up on Thursday, December 14th and from 12 to 6. So no problem at all. And uh, go, go to frioandstack.com. Uh, you can look over the auction, and then if you want to bid, just click the Bid Now button. Bidding is underway right now. The auction is uh, it's an online auction only. It's underway right now. Uh, as Bob said, they'll begin to wind down on Monday. Um, they'll take a lot by lot throughout the day, So, but uh, start to wind down on Monday. But don't forget to, to check it out. And uh, how about those baseballs, Bob? I still think those are great ideas, too. Again, if you know anyone that, that uh, is a baseball fan and you have a stocking, uh, there's Phil Necro uh, autographed baseball, Bill Mazeroski uh, autographed baseball, so uh, a lot of really cool stuff there. All right, uh, check it out, frioandstack.com, 929 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Coming up, McCabe and I will talk about, let's see, we've got the Streetscape, we've got the Life Hub. Oh, and Senator Elliott? Hmm. All coming up on the Friday Roundtable. Good Friday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this December the 8th. After a lengthy search, Wintersville has named a new fiscal officer. Rachel Morrison, who will be part-time, was approved by Village Council Thursday night. They have been without one since February of 2022 when the previous one resigned. The village did have a traveling clerk from the state auditor's office assigned to them since then. Mayor Mike Petrella says they had a great interview with Morrison and believes she will be a great asset to the village. Now Morrison will take on her new role at the first of the year. And listen to this. Ohio State Highway Patrol Trooper Brody Robinson has been selected as the 2023 Cambridge District Trooper of the Year. This came after a recent announcement that he was named Steubenville Post Trooper of the Year, which made him eligible for the Cambridge District title. Lieutenant Robert Bodo says Robinson has great leadership abilities, professional ethics, and has an enthusiastic work attitude. Trooper Robinson says he works with a great group of people, and he's thankful for his strong and supportive family. Now, he is in contention with eight other troopers from across the state for the honor of being named the 2023 Ohio State Trooper of the Year. Over to Brook County now, Bernie's Kids was brought to life about 40 years ago by former Brook County Sheriff and Commissioner Bernard Kozinko as a way to help families in need at Christmas time. Bernie got the idea from his uncle who would repair bikes, wagons, or toys and give them to children. Following his death in 2011, the Brook County Sheriff's Association picked up the project and has carried on his tradition ever since. It's supported by fundraisers, donations by caring folks, and local businesses. A Brook High student raised funds through a 5K as her senior project and donated the money, and Bethany College's Light Up Night also raises money for the project. Organizers say if it weren't for them, they would never be able to do this. Distribution is in the coming week. That was a look at your headlines. Have a fantastic Friday, everyone. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. 
But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Santa Duck is in town at your nearest Lucky Duck discounters. Smart Christmas shoppers start early at Lucky Duck, where the price goes down as the week rolls on with thousands of bin items. Plus shelf items like refrigerators, patio furniture, baby supplies, and more priced at 40% below retail. No other bin store in our area offers these great buys. Start your Christmas shopping now because it's all first come, first served, and items on the shelf change every week. Visit Lucky Duck discounters, Wheeling, Glendale, New Martinsville, Steubenville, and Morgantown. Lucky Duck, more than just a bin store, it's your Christmas shopping headquarters. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go. Take a look in the five and ten. Listening once again with candy canes and silver lanes aglow. You asked the question yesterday, Bob. How many people listening? How many of our younger audience know what a five and ten even is? What's a five and ten? You know, can we make a rhyme with that with a dollar? <laughs> Looking in the dollar store, I don't know. And nine thirty-four, twenty-six to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, John McCabe, newspaper editor, is here with me. So, John, really, a couple of big, uh, dominant topics, I guess, in the news this week. Um, one of them you and I sort of talked about on last Friday, and then it kind of really blew up, if that's the right word to use, uh, this past week, and that's the streetscape and all the concerns about Main, uh, Market Street being closed down and the businesses being impacted. And su- suddenly, uh, the city is now going to do all this kind of stuff to help out the businesses and so on. Yeah, yeah, this is, uh, uh, you know, I think you're right. When, when it was just here on Main Street, you know, you could still access the businesses. And uh, but, you know, when Market Street, you know, essentially three of the four downtown blocks became inaccessible, you know, from one night to the next. Um, and you've got businesses along there that are struggling and not a lot. You know, I mean, there's a couple dozen businesses downtown in total. Um, but it really, you know, and then you've got this kind of, uh, you know, this message that's out there online, which is, you know, what people don't go downtown. It's terrible. There's nowhere to park. You can't get around. And, you know, it's it's challenging downtown, but it's not inaccessible. Um, so, yeah, so the mayor, uh, you know, asked the city manager to put together some some options for incentives. Um, that came Tuesday. They're, you know, looking at everything from validating parking, which is an easy one, being a relief, which I think is easy. Direct cash payments, I think, is, is challenging. And in uh, sets of maybe a really, uh, uh, you know, opens a Pandora's box. You know, I had, I had a number of people text say, well, all right, then why didn't we do this for other businesses who had uh, 100% businesses impacted on Wheeling Island when sure. the suspension bridge closed sure. and the Fort Henry bridge was was so impacted? Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's, it's, it's a legitimate. These are all legitimate uh, things to think uh, about. Question. Um, the B&O tax, uh, I guess, is a rebate uh, mm-hmm. or relief. 
A as Matt Welsh told us when he was it's it's minimal. I mean it doesn't it's not no that doesn't save a business, but it's it's nice. It's you know it's 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 something. Uh, the parking validation, I, I some of this I don't want to be too, I don't want to be critical. Mm-hmm. Some of this I wonder why why did we have to wait till we hit crisis stage to begin to look at some of these things? You know. Well, you know, I mean, and I think I think part of that is this is a state. You know, this has been a tricky one. This is a state project. The city, you know, uh, really has no role other than dealing with the impact of it. You know, uh, the public relations impact falls on the city, not the state. Um, you know, the state, uh, you know, is, is trying to get the job done and they're moving and they're keeping, you know, Triton is keeping people working. Um, you know, I think where this one has been challenging and if we look back and I was walking up today and, and I was just thinking back to, you know, 15 years ago when they did the wheeling tunnel, communication was excellent. Mm -hmm. You know, every day they, they were communicating with Fred Connors and the TV stations and others about what was happening. You know, for a project that, you know, quite frankly, we all worried about a lot, but really had minimal impact on our daily lives because, you know, if you've got to go somewhere, you've got 470 if you need mm, to go into the, Ohio. Yeah, the bridge project. Um, yeah. the so, so this one is different. You know, this one is really impacting um, people's livelihoods in a direct way and people's ability to get to work and where, you know, how they access certain things. And I don't think the state, you know, the state is, you know, they're just trying to get a project done that is, you know, again, a really big project. You know, I think their their challenges have been just non-existent communication uh, until this week. They, they finally put something out. And I think moving forward, you know, uh, they really need to, you know, at least once a month, maybe twice a month, update the public on what's going on, progress, what's going to be, you know, what, what the next month is going to look like or the next few weeks. Um, but, you know, back to incentives, you know, I don't know if there is an incentive. You know, I don't know if there is something the city can directly do, um, you know, to, to help a business. I mean, how do you help a business? You know, I, I feel the world for these, you know, young ladies that opened the Belgian waffle shop. Yeah, in particular. But, but, but you know, what do you do? They, they opened up at like the worst possible time you could open. Right. You know, and I, I understand that wasn't their, their wish to they do. They didn't plan to do that. No, but, but I mean, it's it like, you know, so how do you, they have no sales history. They have, you know, they're in a very niche business that, you know, even in the best of times, don't know how it would do in wheeling. Right. Um, so how do you, you know, how do you balance incentives to them? Um, you know, so it, it, these these are really challenging issues. And again, and, and I come back to at the end of the day, you know, what is the, is the role of government to to help businesses survive? Yeah, I I would normally be nodding my head and saying yes to you on you know that that mm-hmm. that's that's a very legitimate concern. I will say this is a bit different because it is government that is causing the problem for the business. It's it's the construction mm-hmm. work. I mean, it, it's all positive. You know, again, sure, we always sure. we know it's going to be good when it's done. Blah blah blah. But it, it isn't just that businesses are having a tough time. They're having a tough time well, having a because tough time. of a government sure. project. So 100%. There, there is some some legitimate reason that in this particular case. The government, any whatever entity, city, state, whatever, might mm-hmm. want to help out a little bit. But you know, Matt Welsh said when he was here, and I, he said elsewhere, um, really, all of that's nice. Mm-hmm. Incentives are fine. B and O tax breaks, good. You know, that's fine. That's fine. We're all struggling. 
the real solution is people got to come out and support sure. the businesses. Sure, and that's that's really the challenge, and that's where again I think the state and the city, and I know the city keeps saying, "Well, we don't," you know, they've got to have a voice at some level in this project. You know, better messaging, better signage, better you know ways to get people to get excited about what downtown is going to be. Yes, this is a, a temporary inconvenience. You know, when, when we have events down here, as you mentioned, you know, with the, the people who were taking their kids to Ice Nine Kills the other day, you know, yeah. the strollers and all. <laughs> I mean, but all I did was use the verb stroll as an alternative to walk, and I got in trouble for all the strollers. The kids in strollers were going to that concert. But, you know, when Jeez. there are events downtown that – you know that people you know people are coming downtown they're coming to the nailers games they're, they're coming to concerts you know they're uh when uh the, the carls have had events you know since they've reopened the bridge it's been been packed and the capital had uh, kenny g last night yeah. you know i'm sure downtown was hopping last night with kenny g here so there are things going on but it's like in those downtimes how do we get people to understand the plight and that's really what it's going to come down to um i i think you know the the city the state and just you know we as community members need to remember and patronize our businesses downtown whenever we can i did see i think it was uh orc had uh, the belgian waffle shop to like a lunch or something yeah, yeah exactly yeah which yeah. was very nice and again thinking of creative ways to be helpful you know number one you're rewarding your employees and number two you're helping a local business that right now is really struggling yeah um a couple of things that, that i think could and should be done and we as in bob and i and you and i have talked about for months this better communication mm-hmm. l- alerting people with better signage about what is happening um i i did see an email the mayor had actually sent to um the state and the city manager talking about some of the things we said, why can't we have a sign up that says pardon our dust and put up a big picture of what the streetscapes look mm-hmm. like when it's done. So when people come into town, they say, oh, okay, they're not just idiots tearing up their streets. They've got a project in mind. And I don't know why we don't do well, yes. that. Yeah, but just do it. I mean, why do you need to get anyone's permission to do that? <laughs> you just can do, do it on it. your own. You know, just on the, do it. And don't, you know, if the state throws a little hissy. You know, then that makes a great news story. And then the other, <laughs> that's right. And the other thing, communication is communication with the businesses to just literally, uh, and again, we, we heard it from Matt and other businesses mm-hmm. at council this week, um, to someday you walk, you, op- you go to open up your shop and you go, holy crap, yeah. Yeah. my street is closed. <laughs> Where was the advance notice that my street's going to be closed? Well, and, you know, I can tell you, you know, just from, you know, with like with the vagabond and so, you know, I mean, there's been talk that they want to shut you know, just like shut that block totally down so you wouldn't even be able to get to, you know, to his business. So how, how you know, no, that's probably not going to happen. But hey, again, I, how, how can you, how can you allow a project to, you know, to come in and say, well, you're just going to have to shut down for two months or the, three months? The only, the perspective that I had never thought about before, though, that uh, uh, Bob Heron mentioned and the mayor talked to us about here on the show. For Triton and the Department mm-hmm. of Highways, this is a highway project. This is akin to doing the I-70 work. We are thinking of it as a a downtown business project where each individual parcel gets impacted. And they're just trying to do what they normally do, sure, which is they sure. take a large stretch of road and they put barrels up and they start to work and they work as – so the perspective they have is different. 
they need to change that perspective a little bit. But I, I, I never thought about it from that yeah, point of view. And and that and that's maybe a good reminder. I mean, and this state is is antiquated in many of the ways. You know, I mean, why should the main thoroughfare through Wheeling be a state project? It, it just shouldn't be. Um, but that's you know that's just the way that the state was set up. Um, but you know the, the you know the Department of Transportation just needs you know potentially have you know, someone who has ideas and, a, and an understanding of when you do a project like this, or again, the city does have a, a financial stake in this, allow the city to work with the contractor to ensure that the, you know, the impact is as minimal as possible. And don't forget, uh, we w- we experienced this in Elm Grove. I remember one night I heard this pow, pow. I got out of bed, I walked down to Schilling Bridge, and they were working on tearing <laughs> up 40, remember? Yeah. And I'm sure that... Uh, compacted the, some of the, the businesses there, the, the problems in Elm Grove, but it was nothing like like this. Right, yeah. And we did learn this week in the, 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 the Department of Highways for the first time actually put out a press release on this. Mm-hmm. I must say they spent a good bit of time praising Governor Justice in that release. Yeah. Uh, you know, the governor's continued commitment and all of his hard work for this project. Uh, but uh, in, in a good example of burying the lead, I think it was the last paragraph of their press release, the current projected completion date is summer of 2025. Well, you know, and that I'd be surprised if that gets hit. I mean, you know, anyone who's downtown knows there's no way they were going to get done by this time next year. They're just impossible. Right. Uh, you know, things have gotten in the way. They've, they've had other you know issues with underground vaults and and the sewer line project is, you know, a little more complicated than what I think everyone thought it was going to be. So, um, but yeah, so now, again, we have at least 18 to 24 more months of this. Um, We're going to have to deal with it. Yeah. And, and, you know, and so, you know, uh, it is was nice to hear at least the state say we're at least considering that once Main Street is done, uh, maybe next spring, that they just pave it all then. You know, Bob, Bob Heron had told us that. Couple, yeah, a couple of weeks ago when yeah. he was here in the studio, he said they, that the hope was that Main Street, when it's done, it could get paved and it could be open. Also, I guess they are talking about finding some ways to allow more traffic, even on the closed streets, maybe mm-hmm. having a lane open when mm-hmm. possible. Uh, I think up in the upper area around 10th, between 10th and 11th, people are going it's interesting to see that i was walking up there the other day and you saw cars driving down market street to the plaza the mayor is very happy he says it's two-way street at last it's a two-way street at last (laughs) all right let me take a break because there's one other issue hopefully we'll have time to talk about for at least a minute or two and that is the life hub which we see funding this week 13 to the hour here on the watchdog morning show coming up on metro news hotline On the Thursday Hotline, Jermaine Lucier will check in with news on the biggest movies and TV shows. Larry Gross will be by to talk about Mountain Stage and its season wrapping up. Amy Smith will have your weekend stock market report. And Kevin Kinder from Blue Gold News with reaction to the WVU Pitt basketball game. Plus your text in or out and the question of the day. Metro News Hotline, weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. Looking to buy or sell a home? For a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the Tri-State area for over 30 years, contact Denise Pavlik, Realtor Salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at 304-281-5250. What if your bank offered new checking and savings accounts with a very low balance required, online bill pay, and debit cards issued right away? I would like that. 
What if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on Saturdays and most holidays? That's incredible. And if all their accounts had low fees or no fees? That's money in the bank. The right bank. Open your checking and savings account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. We're jingling your bells all holiday long. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. FM 98.1 and 97.7. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the land. Snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We are happy tonight. Walking in the winter wonderland. I wouldn't mind a winter wonderland sometime soon, but we're not having one at the moment. We're going to have a nice, beautiful, sunny day today. Some rainy weekend this weekend. I guess maybe some of that could turn to snow later in the weekend, but uh, we're not looking for uh, any any real snow or winter wonderland coming up. Um, John McCabe is here with me, uh, Friday Roundtable. Two big stories that hit the uh, city of Wheeling this week. One was the streetscape. We just spent that uh, time talking about that. The other was the Life Hub. Uh, there was a good bit of discussion at council about. There's been a good bit of discussion mm-hmm. over the year, over the months, but good bit of discussion at council on Tuesday night about it. Six to one, though the uh, the one hundred thousand dollars of funding for the Life Hub uh, was approved. Only person voting against it was Jerry Sklavanakis, and he outlined his reasons mm-hmm. quite extensively. Uh, it is interesting, though, that uh, of the other six, several of them kind of said sort of. Yeah, I'm going to vote for it. Uh, you know, in fact, the mayor said yeah. something along the lines of, I don't have the quote here now, the mayor said something along the lines of, I'm not completely convinced this is going to work, but I guess we'll vote for yeah, it. Yeah, it must, you know, must be nice to just throw $100,000 at something you really don't believe in. I mean, I think that's that's really bad governance uh, all the way around. And I think that Councilman uh, Sklavinakis' concerns of, you know, when they, when they appointed uh, or created the position of a, of a homeless liaison, it was to bring social service agencies that that service the homeless together, you know. And now the and now city we're creating a brand new one. in direct competition with with all of them for grant dollars and everything else. You know, and, and I'll ask you this question because I'm finding that people just don't seem to care, um, or maybe don't understand, or maybe they understand and don't care. Who knows? Do you have an issue fundamentally with a city employee? setting up a private entity sure i do so okay so something uh, listen I like there's like, something really stinky with this I, whole situation i like melissa Adams. Same here. i don't want wonderful, to get wonderful into woman. a personal uh, contest about it but this is not a what the homeless liaison was intended to be when it was created right. and b it is not what a city employee of any stripe should be in essentially being the point person for, I don't think she carries the title. Of, there's another person who's chairman. Of, right. But she's the point essentially person. Essentially, she's the executive director. She's right the now. point person yeah. for this this private entity or non, non-profit entity right. separate from the city uh, called the Life Hub. And I, I do have a problem with that, and I think that that needs to, to be addressed. And I thought Jerry made a good point. He was talking about unintended consequences. That mm-hmm. was what he said. I'm worried about unintended consequences. And he said this whole thing is an unintended consequence. We agreed to hire a homeless liaison to coordinate existing agencies, right. and we have now morphed this into right. creating a new agency 
So I I I I do have a, a problem. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I'm finding more and more people either just don't understand the nuance of a, you know someone who's paid with tax dollars working for you know essentially uh, setting up a private company. Uh, even if it's a nonprofit, uh, and and I'm not again. I, I'm trying not to cast any aspersions on Melissa Adams. I think she's no, done. On a level, she's done the yeah, things yeah. that the city wanted her to do. And she and, saw this is the way she right. should solve the problem. And, and they they gave her no direction with yeah. her job other than well, we're going to hire you because it sounds like the right thing to do. I mean, this comes right back to council not setting up clear. Uh, you know, a clear mission for that position. I thought there was a good point. I have to move along fairly quickly. Sure, That's sure. why I'm interrupting. I do apologize. Uh, I, I thought a, a good point was made by a couple of council members. I think um, might have been Ben Seidler and I think Jerry, who said the $100,000, I would rather take that money to help the homeless with a managed camp as yep. opposed to funding it directly. To yep. the, uh, and you will notice that George Smolder, a uh, mm-hmm. public service. Uh, Part uh, of the Life Hub, yeah, former, right. former United Way director. Spoke to council. And he said, you know, we might be back asking for more. We, of we, course they're going to be back. We, no, there's no might. I mean, I love George. George yeah. is a great human being. Uh, but they will be back because they're going to have to because, you know, the shape of that building. It's got tons of work that needs done, and they're going to need money. And, and again, they're going to be competing with the Greater Wheeling Coalition for the Homeless and other agencies for a small piece of the pie that, that funds homeless operations. Well, what happens next to the homeless? We're going to talk about that Monday with Rosemary Ketchum, who is a strong mm-hmm. supporter. She was a supporter of the uh, the she was opposed, I believe, to the public camping ban, mm-hmm. and she has been strongly in support of the life. Hub. I think she was the only one, or the mayor. She she's, and the mayor. She's yeah. here with us on Monday to talk about. Well, so what's next for the homeless? Because right. that now that that's the question. Because we've yep. got this managed camp or not managed camp. We have the uh, camping ban. Camping ban and the winter free shelter opening. So, yep. A lot's going on. John, I got to run. Thanks, I'm Howard. sorry because we have more to talk about. But uh, it's uh, time six till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show to shift our gears to talk about the news of the day today with Bob Westfall from the Big Seven. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Howard. How's your Friday been? Yeah, it's Friday. Friday is always a good day. Absolutely. Um, so far, so good. I'm trying to think what I want for lunch today. What's lunch? Lunch? Can... Yeah, we're going to Zontini's. Oh, right. We're going to Zontini's to smoke a doobie while we're over there. Is yeah, that what it is? That's what we're going to do. That pizza is going to taste out of this world, Howard. <laughs> oh, my. For anybody listening, we are just joking. Right, Bob? I wasn't, but okay, Howard's kidding. (laughs) All right, right, Bob, what's going on today? All right, a few things we're working on today. Uh, Let's see what we've got. COVID vaccinations are down in the state of West Virginia. A lot of people in West Virginia are saying they are not going to get uh, the next round of vaccinations. Um, The new survey that's out there, uh, a, a lot of people, it just seems like it's a Midwest thing. Um, we're going to talk to Howard Gamble about what he's seeing, if that's holding up for the Wheeling area. Um, as someone that just went through COVID, um, I probably will get the vaccination, but uh, a lot of people just don't feel that way. So uh, we're going to talk to Howard about that one. Uh, I'm, I'm, I would suspect, uh, Bob, and I could be wrong, part of it is simply is that the vaccination is not organized now. Before it was, you know, you go up to the highlands or go to some place, get your vaccination. It was all part of it. was sort of a big deal. Now you got to make a point to go into your doctor or to your or your pharmacy or whatever. Uh, and the other thing is that not all the insurance is covering it. Most are, but not all are. So right. some people aren't. Uh, you know, some people have to take a look at that too. I- I'm making yeah. guesses. We'll see what Howard has to say. 
Yeah, we'll see what Howard has to say about that one. But if someone just went through it, I, I, I would probably be getting the vaccination. That's just that's just me, uh, just having to deal with it recently. Uh, a couple other things we're going to release. Uh, High, State Highway Patrol has released has announced their Trooper of the Year, the district. Uh, for the first time in a very long time, we have a district Trooper of the Year out of the Steubenville Barracks. We'll find out who that is. Taylor Long has that story today. Uh, a United Way, I'm sorry, the Wheeling Chamber is holding their Jingle Fest, which is a pretty cool thing. People buy tables, they decorate the tables, and they raise, uh, try and raise some money and things for uh, the upcoming Operation Toy Lift, which is uh, getting toys for uh, kids across the Ohio Valley. Uh, and I think that's coming up probably, um, well, actually, I think it might be this weekend. Uh, but anyway, we'll have that today. Uh, Riley Moore is at the uh, United Steelworkers Union Hall in Weirton. We're going to find out why he is up there today. Uh, Colin Roos is covering that one. And Wintersville has a new fiscal officer. Um, and we'll find out who that is uh, today at 5 o'clock. Uh, live at the Naylor site with Dugan Lloyd. Uh, they see how they're doing on their season. And right now at the Fortress of Solitude, it is bright and sunshiny, so it looks like it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day today. Uh, that's I think, kind yeah. of what we've got today. That's what we're working on. Yeah, it's going to be sunny, and I guess uh, Tyler said fifth, uh, at least into the upper 50s, maybe close to 60 before it's done today. So that's uh, this is a good yeah. day to do something somewhere, someplace. Yeah. yeah. All right, Bob, I appreciate it as always. Thank you very much. Have yourself a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. All right, man. I'll talk to you then. Thanks. Check, check things out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11. The 530 is a statewide show. And, of course, at WTRF.com. McCabe, we've got McCabe. John. Yeah, his name's McCabe John. Works. McCabe works. Uh, I don't like that. Uh, one other story we can talk about real quick. Sure. Uh, Mayor Elliott's future was kind yeah. of at issue this week. Um, he put to rest pretty firmly, at least for me, and I shared with the audience that he has no interest in being the city manager. That mm-hmm. was a rumor. That's been that a long time rumor. Yeah, everybody said, oh, he's going to, you know, that's a guarantee he's going to be. No, yeah. He's, yeah, I have no interest in that whatsoever. Um, but he is being asked to run for the U.S. Senate seat. Yeah, it's a, kind of an interesting little uh, tidbit that came out. Uh, mayors across the state, he says, have been encouraging him to run against, uh, you know, uh, what looks like right now Governor Justice, uh, but more or possibly, uh, you know, Representative Alex Mooney, uh, whoever wins that uh, Republican primary. You know, there is a there is a uh, candidate currently on the Democrat side, Zach Shrewsbury. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to hear his interview. He's an interesting guy. Well, we had him on a Monday. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah. I didn't hear your interview yeah. with him. Yeah. He's an interesting guy. He's rather, I, I mean. Self-avowed socialist. He, he puts no uh, yeah, no I mean, he's, to like, he's, uh, He doesn't like to use that word, but that's pretty much that's, what he is. He, yeah. yeah. So it, uh, it you know, so I, I'd be surprised if the mayor runs. Uh, that, that's a tough race to get in. And right now in this state, um, as a Democrat, you have, you know, the, the longtime Democrat incumbent had had a really small window to win that race. And, and I, I and don't retired. think, yeah. Um, I gave my personal recommendation to the mayor. Take it a year too often. Enjoy your kid, you know. Yes, not even two yet. You know, I yeah. mean, now's the time to do it because and they're going to grow up really fast and, and uh, you get know. back in public service. That's I know right. he wants to and he will, but yeah. I, but uh, I'm not sure that he'll take my advice because let's be honest, John. When is he ever? Well, I mean, you know, uh, the, the hubris with politicians is 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 uh, is, is a bad thing in some <laughs> some instances. So. John McCabe, thanks, uh, Mr. Slider. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. We'll See have the good old boys on sports tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Tonight. And uh, I'll talk to you on Monday at 7 o'clock right here. Oh, oh, oh. Don't you love it,
from ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. Political, that's what lawyers for Hunter Biden are calling a new federal indictment against the president's son, alleging he spent wild.